Photo Mission Exposure, a podcast for photographers. Welcome to Photo Mission Exposure, a podcast for photographers. This is our very first episode. On today's show, we're talking with a wedding photographer with 20 years' experience about the challenges and joys of photographing weddings for a living. In the studio with me today is Terry. So would you like to introduce yourself, Terry, and let's get into the show. Yeah, so um, my name's Terry, and I operate under the business name of Terry Hanlon Photography, using my own name as an identifier. I felt it's always been important to use that as my brand, to use myself and my own name. Um, and I've been photographing on and off for about 20 years now with um, with my own brand and also with a few other brands around the place. So I started off as a glamour photographer in the probably, I think it was late 90s, early 2000s. Um, and then about 10 years ago, decided to work for myself. And that's kind of where it's, where it's been going. Excellent. And so when did you first like get interested in photography? What was the age that you kind of started yeah, taking photos? I was about 16 when I started to get interested in photography. There was just your high school photography classes that I really was desperate to get into. Um, and my parents had a little camera that was just sitting around the house and used to fiddle with that when they weren't around and yeah that's where it all started then went on to university um, and did some study through uni as well so with that high school photography you got into the dark room and actually we did yeah. yeah so it started off in film there was no such thing as digital cameras back then at all so that was gosh I'm not even gonna try and remember the year <laughs> um but yeah it was uh dark room photography so black and white film so we learned all of the processes of exposure, all the technical sides of really basic photography, which was great foundations to set up with. So I know, look, I, I can remember because um, I probably started a little bit before you. Um, I was very early age. I was fortunate we had a dark room at home. Yeah. So I got exposed to film photography. But, but I mean, that first time you saw an image actually in the in the developer you see this image appearing on the paper yeah. it's just, you know yeah. can you remember that insane like, absolutely insane yeah to to have that transfer of, of light onto paper and yeah it was just incredible really yeah it, incredible. it just seemed like magic it was like how, how, yeah. how is this possible yeah and there was so much involved in the technical process of actually getting that image to the paper as well so you, you the process of the negative you know it, it developing the negative and then getting it to the development stage onto the paper and through your different chemical processes. That was really quite interesting and I really love that process, the hands-on field to creating an image. And yeah, definitely use that as part of my basis for a few of my um, my art projects, I guess, when I was in university doing my fine arts degree. So yeah. yeah. And and but even leading to before you actually, you know, take the take the roll of film out of the canister and feed it into yes. the tank and that type of stuff. There was the challenges were also there with those cameras of that era too was um, getting the exposure right. Yeah. Unlike you know, modern cameras today where there's lots of aids to help you get the exposure right, you know, you pretty much had to dial up the settings and, and hope that you got it. That's absolutely correct, yeah. And I, I have to say that I was pretty terrible to start with. I was pretty ordinary at getting my exposures right. Um, definitely something that took a lot of practice and a lot to understand as well. So just one thing that kind of comes to mind when we speak about that is the zone system with the Ansel Adams zone system and how to understand exposing exposing your images for the right portions of the images that you wanted to showcase. So I think that was really important to learn as well. Yeah, I think look, a lot of people took a lot of stuff away from Ansel Adams as far as, you know, a bit of a pioneer in, yeah. in photography. And I think a lot of people who've, who, who've shot film and started with film um, have a different appreciation of digital mm. because you've done some of the hard yards and then you get to the digital platforms that we all shoot with now, and um, and sometimes, like I said, it, it's it's um, it's good to strip it back and yeah, and, and be able to kind of shoot back and how it used to happen. Um, so with that um, shooting at sixteen and that type of stuff, was was that when you kind of started to maybe think I'd like to do this as a career or? Uh, I think it it really manifested when I was later in high school like year 11 and 12 studies doing photography I went through those classes quite fast and really enjoyed them and then then went on to do fine arts at university and I think it'd have to be from when I shot my first wedding when I was in uni and that's when I really decided that I wanted to make a career of it I, there was something about the whole process of photographing a wedding that I just 
just had to do. Yeah. Really, really enjoyed it. And it was just that that old-fashioned no- notion of doing something that you enjoy as a profession. It was just I was really lucky to identify that quite young. And, and look, you talk about that the feeling that you got, and it's interesting because I talked to a lot of photographers, mm-hmm. and one of the things that's been um, talked about uh, recently is about how photography makes people feel, and there's actually yeah. a lot of stuff now around the fact that um, photography is actually really good for your mental health as well because yes, it's a kind yeah. of mindfulness, and people get into a zone and and they you know talk about this you know they're in a happy place when yeah. they're photographing, and I think for anyone who likes creating and photography is one of those creative um, pursuits is um, it, there is a real buzz like a, mm. of getting the shot and, and, and being able to, to make that happen. So. Yeah, there is. And, and in kind of touching on that as well, when I was in university doing my, my art projects, I really used my photography as a, a mental health, ex, a kind of an escape. I used it to deal with a lot of issues that I couldn't quite articulate at that young age and a lot of things that, that I guess we process as emotional intelligence these days. I was really exploring through my photography. So I found it really therapeutic back then and really it helped me get through a lot of issues. Yeah, that, yeah. And, and like I said, that's that's really been starting, I think that's really been started to be looked at now that there's actually programs for people actually um, trying to get people into photography yeah. and they're dealing with some challenges because it does help. And I think that's the thing that always drawn me back to photography is that yeah. it's a feeling and, it's, and a part of the reason why I want to do these podcasts is that um, it's for photographers to listen to because mm. quite often in your own family, your family don't get you. Yeah. Um, yeah. As a photographer, um, you, you're running around excited. Well, could I just captured and they were going to go and. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I relate to that feeling, absolutely. <laughs> a, a lot of photographers do. A lot of photographers, and that's why there's been a lot of groups of photographers but you know, that have got together mm. and um, to be able to kind of have a share that passion they've got for photography and better talk to a photographer and, and actually get what the photographer's saying rather than, like I said, yeah. um, people just looking at you really strangely. Yeah. You know, why would you want to get up at that time of the morning and you want to shoot what? You know, um, that type of stuff. And that's, I think, always a challenge for photographers. One of the other things about photographers, and I know I did read this on your website about mm. um, um, you're a bit of a lone wolf shooter. And it's, it's interesting because um, recently I asked a whole group of photographers about um, were they what type of style of photography? And an enormous amount of them came back and actually said, oh, I'm kind of a lone wolf. I like to go off and just do my own thing and shoot yeah. or be shooting something that I'm in control of the whole, the whole event. So um, is that because of the amount of creative control you've got, do you think? or uh, I, I have to say it's, it's because I started shooting alone. Um, and I've never really wanted to rely on anyone else to assist me through that process and definitely because of the creative control because to me it's it's an image is a language and I'm the one that, that's portraying that language and I'm the one that's speaking through that image. So I think if someone else was involved in that, it wouldn't really be my story. It would be a combination of possibly the two of us or they would definitely influence the way that, that it turns out so yeah and look at talking about your images because I've, I've looked at your images on your website and some of your images do speak mm, thank um, you. which is which is you know um, that's the sign of a good photograph if the photograph speaks to somebody you know you've done a good job as a photographer you've actually got to that place thank you that's lovely feedback thank <laughs> you <laughs> um, and look it is and, and look I think the thing about it is uh, these days and it's so competitive now in yeah. in the field that you're doing. I mean, you're predominantly doing weddings and event-type photography. There's a lot of people doing that. And, um, you know, I, I look at a lot of different photographers' work and some of it is, you know, I wouldn't be glad I wasn't paying for it Yeah, because it's kind of of a, of a standard, which is really – some of them are nice photos, yep. but that's it. They're not telling me much about what's happening – and even like I, I looked through some of your photos and some of your portfolios and, you, and you've grabbed a lot of detail. You've taken pictures of things that probably most people would miss. Yeah. I, I saw a picture there of a clock that you took and I got the reference to it straight away that, you know, the, you know, on a day like a wedding, the clock is very important. Oh, yeah. Because everything's done by the clock, yeah. you know. You, so everyone's looking at the clock. Yeah. So I kind of got that connection straight away when I saw that picture. Now, 
some people might not see that. Mm. But that was kind of lovely to see someone who actually kind of takes the takes the craft to that level where you're actually trying to you know bring that creative element into it and tell yeah. the story. And I know you talk about too when on your on your website about how long should people should get you for, and you're saying, well, how much of the story do you want me to tell? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And you know, the more that you, the longer that you're involved, obviously. And, you know, we were talking before we started this, we were talking about behind the scenes and yeah. different things. And sometimes that, that's really important Absolutely, part of any event is to get that behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's, it's it's really important to understand how much effort and work goes into something, even on a wedding day. There is so much that happens before the couple get to the church that is such an integral part of their story and their journey together. And when you were talking about the details, I think it's really important that as a wedding photographer, we understand who the couple are that we're photographing. It's really important for us to ask questions, to find out little details about what they've got around their house, if they're getting ready at home, things that make them the people that they are, because that's how we can tell their story. Because at the end of the day, it's not about us as photographers when we're photographing a wedding, it's about the couple. And that's so, so, so incredibly and, it's, and, and the weddings yeah. are such a personal thing, and there's so, so much so, so many personal elements in there. And like you said, a lot of people will try and bring elements of their everyday lives and things that they love into the wedding, and and Absolutely. for you to, to be able to understand those things and to have those conversations with the clients to be able to, to, yeah. to understand it. So you yeah. can say, well, why don't we do this? And yeah, um, you know, um, I was recently, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a different type of event, but um, and the guy who was actually emceeing the event was really good at trying to bring in some elements. He was asking people, um, you know, to, to bring some personal stuff in mm. so we could have some, to make it, li- lighten it up as well. But I mm. think it's really, that is, it's an art in itself is actually trying to read the couple yeah, and, and get that information and then be able to, with all the other things that are happening, um, try to better keep it all on all, all on track because you've got a fairly, a fairly, um, you know, tight ship to run when you're doing a oh, wedding. Oh, so much so. So you many know, it's, things, It's yeah. different. Like, you know, I shoot lots of different events where we can, oh, that didn't work. Let's do it again. Um, can't do it for We can't do it again. No, yeah. we've got that one day. And if something is even running five minutes off schedule, it, it throws the whole day out. There's times where hair and makeup might be late or the bride might be late or anything. You know, there's yeah. so, so many things that can can take over and really affect the running of that day and affect the time that we spend together. And it's, yeah, it's just crazy. It is insane. <laughs> and it, it, look, weddings are stressful for everybody. So uh, much so, yeah. <laughs> so, so it is kind of good to be able to keep, keep the train rolling through because people, you know, um, don't need any more stress on the day. They yeah. Want to, they want, they want, everyone wants their wedding day to be perfect. That's right. And they don't want to have something go wrong that is going to, you know, um, derail the whole day yeah. and, and spoil it type of thing so and we de- as photographers we definitely don't want to be part of that derailing we really want to be the neutralizers i know in my experience i often go in with the intention to to really enhance that experience for the couple rather than make it a, a non-enjoyable <laughs> kind of well, time I, I can't see wedding photographers is that they they value add to the day yeah and it's interesting because you know um you know what happens is there's a lot of a lot of planning, a lot of preparation, you know, a lot of time picking the flowers, a lot of time picking the cake and doing all those things and the wedding dress. But the reality is after the day, you know, the flowers are wilted, they're gone. Mm. The cake at some point gets consumed and eaten. Hopefully I get some, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the wedding dress will be hung in the cupboard and may turn yellow or whatever, but 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 you've always got the photographs. Like the, yeah. that, that's the thing that keeps it fresh and that people can go back and... and Look at those photographs and basically relive that that moment, and it's also for the for the other people, um, the family as well, and mm. sometimes too because of of distance, um, the photographs might be for some family members yeah. the only the only connection to the day that they're yeah. going to have. Yeah. So it's kind of important that you do capture that. Absolutely, I had a couple that came from from Ireland and they got married here in a church and now none of their immediate family could attend because yep. they were getting married in secret. But what they had done was they Skyped in with them at the ceremony and they didn't know that they were Skyping into their ceremony. So it was it was a really integral part to have great images for them and it was it was really special to be part of that. Yeah. Um do you I mean you love doing what you do, um, but the pressure is that 
sometimes does the pressure really get you know sometimes it just really you, you know struggle with everything not going right how do you kind of deal with that what do you do uh, I think when I first started the pressure was a little bit difficult to to get a handle on as I've gotten older and the more weddings that I've photographed I understand that no wedding is going to run perfectly no wedding is going to be the same as the other one um, and it's really just a case of how how to roll with the challenges that come up during the day um, I just know that it's it, it is what it is at the end of the day and we just have to make the best out of every situation that we get given and I think that that's good advice for life in general yeah you know your life's never going to be perfect things aren't always going to happen the way you want them but you go with, roll with the punches um work with what you got yeah 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 so wedding weddings always fascinate me because um there's kind of um i suppose most people you know anytime you do an event or anything there's always a hero shot so there's always a shot that you, you must get you must nail it and for a lot of people you know that's going to be the kiss yeah um so do you have a, a special moments in wedding that you really like to try and put extra effort to really try and nail is it a kiss or is it something else that you've got yeah, so they're, they're definitely on my checklist. So I have a checklist of, of things like the kiss and there's a moment when the bride's getting ready where you can see the feeling of the room changes. I really love capturing that. But I think the most important part for me to capture is, is that one, t one moment where the couple get to spend five minutes by themselves. The bridal party are gone. It's just myself and them. I give them a moment by themselves and they're just absorbing each other for the first time in the day properly. Yep. Uninterrupted, no noise. It's just the two of them. And you can just get some magical images of, of them just being with each other. And I think they're the images that people are going to look back on and go, wow, that was magical because yep. they remember that moment as well. Yeah. And I think the organic shooting like that, where, yeah. where it is organic, where you're not actually, you're not really prompting them or, or trying to stage them or pose them, that type of thing, is that, um, they're doing it naturally. So important. So, and, so important. And I mean, I do a lot of street photography. And the thing I yeah. love about street photography is I love the organic moments. Absolutely. And I look for them and you'll sit and wait for something to happen. And and I understand that those pictures usually make the best pictures. And they're getting harder to get these days because people are so aware of cameras because of mobile phones. So much harder. Well, everyone, everyone, everyone carries a phone or camera with them these days yeah which actually causes a new challenge because i know you know i've talked to quite a few wedding photographers about some of the challenges and one of the challenges is it's all the um people wanting to get the photos mm -hmm. with the iphone the ipad yeah and you're now you're there paid to do a job yes yes and, and you're now competing with it how, yes. do, you, how do you deal with the, that type of scenario do you set the ground rules with the uh, so I, I leave that decision up to the couple, whether they want an unplugged or not unplugged ceremony. The ceremony is the only time I find it really, really difficult. Um, I do kind of explain to them the pros and cons and going either way. But at the end of the day, if someone stands up in front of me and they get in my way when I'm taking a photograph, I just take a photo of that. Yeah. Because that's what's happened. Um, sometimes it can be really interesting and you can get some great shots of people taking selfies at the most inappropriate <laughs> times um but yeah it it's a challenge and i i just feel that it's not gonna get better it could potentially get worse so it's just another one of those obstacles that we need to work around um and it creates some interesting images <laughs> <laughs> and look, i think look social media in general for photographers oh, is changing the landscape so much dramatically so. yeah and I think, um, you know, social media, we've seen, you know, people rise and fall on social media. Mm. And, we, you know, we see the people put up pictures and they get lots of likes and you look at the picture and you go, I can't understand why they're getting all yeah, these likes. And yeah, Do you find with your, I mean, you do have an Instagram account and yes. you do have um, your website and, yes. and, and other social media that you use. Yes. What What do you find, what, what do you think the main value is in those things? I, I find it really hard to... Um, pinpoint what the value is it's constantly changing with algorithms and every other way that the internet works and google ranking and everything like that it's really hard to pinpoint one identifiable resource that works or one platform that works um i find sometimes social media can be quite destructive for any business owner it can create some really 
kind of uncomfortable feelings of wanting to be as good as someone else or or get as many likes as someone else and I find that's quite quite challenging and I feel that also the demographics are changing with how our clients are attracted to us with in terms of social media they you know lots of people want the the photographer that's got the most likes and the most followers and so it's yeah it's 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 an interesting time for photographers I think, I, I think that comes about because people don't probably understand the value of a good photographer yeah and and um it's not just a filter <laughs> no it's not, not a filter and and yeah. the thing about it is you know if you get a good photographer who takes good pictures you know, a good picture taken today is still a good picture in 10 years from yeah, today. And absolutely. that's the difference. Absolutely. Whereas people are going to look at some of these Instagram images in 10 years and going to go, what yeah. was I thinking? You know, and that's the problem that people don't, they don't necessarily understand, um, you know, um, a lot of that stuff is a fad. And like I said, we, we see it all the time. Mm. But I think that it, there is that kind of, um, because of social media these days, is that instant kind of gratification when someone puts mm. something up and feedback. Good and bad, um, and we do see sometimes like people, um, the worst of people come out on social media, yeah, and things like trolls. I don't know if you've ever had a situation. absolutely. I have, yeah. yeah. I've been trolled before several yeah. times, yeah. yeah. And that's really hard. I mean, that's, I mean, you know, you you, you know, you kind of got to push it away, but it is it is attacking you. And, yeah, and yeah. You're, you're you know you're you're out there doing some. Um, it's your art, it's your work. Yeah. It's, it's your you know, and and most photographers are very you know, proud of their work. So yeah. as soon as someone kind of starts. And I feel a lot of a lot of those trolls are coming from a misinformed space. They're not necessarily understanding the background or an uneducated kind of attitude or opinion. Um, and it, when you kind of look at it like that, it's a little bit easier to deal with. And it's, it, I think it's very important to not take it personally. And, that, and, and, that, and that's, a, you know, really good advice because that's what, um, people need to do. They need to step back and yeah. and look at it and say, "Well, this person actually probably is going through some difficulties." On, Absolutely, and, and that's what's got them to this point. And um, it doesn't really reflect on you. But again, it's kind of one of those things that I've done. A lot of photographers have actually got to the point of, you know, quitting photography yeah. because because it's been such a brutal yeah um, thing. I mean, it's like um, sometimes like people on different forums will put a photo up and people critique it and yep. And um, I'm, I just still remember this. I had this experience, um, probably about eighteen months ago, where um, on one of the groups I'm on, that someone put a photo up and says, "Oh, look, I'm just doing some food photography, and I, I, um, I've done this shot. What, what do people think? What can I do better?" Yeah. And I jumped on straight away and said, "Hey, look, I just, I would move. There's a knife. There's a corner of a knife there. I'd, I would probably just either remove it from the scene." Mm-hmm. Um, before you take the shot, um, there was a picture of a cake and it was lit very hot on the top and it was very um, not much light on the side. I said, maybe just bring a reflector in and just throw some light yeah. back so you can see the cake because really the, the light, it was a laid cake. This guy comes back and straight away says, well, I'm not a professional photographer, so, you know, I can't take it. I'm going, well, straight you ask for... You ask for feedback. You ask for yeah, feedback and, 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 and they obviously... Didn't want feedback, but the feedback was very constructive because I didn't say, "Hey, it's a terrible photo." I just said, "If you did these things, I think it'd be a better photo." Yeah, and I think if if you put put yourself in a place where you're asking for feedback, I I, I feel that you need to be accepting of whatever's said, regardless of of whether it's constructive or not. Um, you've put yourself out there and just kind of take it on board. Yeah, yeah and, and, and that's the hard thing. I'd be thankful. I'd be so thankful. I'd be like, oh, yeah, cool, I'll give that a go. Yeah, I'll try that next you time. Know, yeah, take, yeah, never thought to use a reflector. That's great. And then you'll get you'll get other people who um, will will you know, will take the, it on board and, be, and absolutely be, they've actually haven't seen a flaw there. That they, yeah. Because you do get camera blind. Absolutely. Um, where you, you'll be shooting something and, um, sometimes like I'll um, look at a shot and I'm like, oh, that's a great shot, but I, I wish they had just moved the subject slightly because that pole is distracting yeah. or, or something else is distracting. And that, But that comes with experience. It does, absolutely. And yeah. I would critique my own work after every wedding. I would go back through everything and just kind of just look at things and just go, what can I do better next time? Just to be mindful. I think if anything, just mindful of, yeah. of little things that could be better. And I definitely asked for feedback from people that I trusted. Yeah. Yeah, or that I felt comfortable. And the top of gear you're sh- currently shooting DSLR. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I mean, there's been a big move to mirrorless 
cameras. Yeah, which I'd love to. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you have you tried shooting with mirrorless? Not yet. No. Okay. No, I haven't. And look, living, you know, having started with you know film with you know yeah um, SLR and then moving to digital with DSLR and I've had the opportunity to shoot with a few mirrorless cameras and I, I find it I don't know I, I just um, especially ones that don't have viewfinders. I find it yeah. very, very hard to compose a photo on the back of the camera yeah. as I do for the viewfinder because for the viewfinder, I'm framing the picture up. I'm seeing what's in the, the elements in the picture. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting because I know like it is kind of one of those hot things at the moment. Yeah. And I'm really curious about the back, the back kind of viewing and not using the viewfinder. Being a shorter photographer and having a... Um, just just potentially having the ability to move that viewfinder so I can see it from different angles. Yeah. I think that's potentially a really valuable tool for me because um, I use a step ladder when I photograph and I'm always looking for ways not to have to use that yeah. to, to photograph people that are taller so I'm not looking up their nostrils, you know, and, and having a viewfinder that moves would be amazing <laughs> because I know that the Nikon D750s, which is another, it's a DSLR that, yeah has the movable viewfinder, yeah, which yeah. which I've watched other photographers use and I'm like, I need that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and look, I mean, obviously um, where um, equipment has gone, like there's been so many yeah. advances in equipment and equipment has got, I mean, so much better and, yeah. and I mean, um, it can it does a lot of the work we talked earlier about, you know, in the old days you had to get exposures right and now you can, the camera can do a lot of that for you and you can actually, mm. um, and the other thing too now we've got is, which we've got is post. Yes. How, how much time do you spend on post or, I mean, obviously you strive, most people strive to get it as right as you can in camera. Yeah, it varies and it it, it kind of depends. Like if it's been really right in camera, it could be quite a small amount of time on post. Um, I kind of say it's around about a week of full-time work to edit up a wedding. Um, it, yeah, it, it really depends on the conditions and how tough it's been. The lighting on the day anything that needs to be edited out. I really try not to airbrush or anything like that. I try to keep most of my images as um, natural as possible. So anything that needs correcting uh, can be left because it didn't really happen. Yeah. It can change people's memory. It's, it's yeah, it's not a realistic view of what happened I, on the I day. I think, you know, um, what most people don't appreciate too is that, you know, post costs money. Yes. You, you're sitting, while you're sitting in front of a computer, yeah. you're not ringing potential clients that's right. you're not marketing yourself you're that's not right. you know, yeah. shooting so it is important um to get the i suppose to get it as right as you can and like i said on on the day sometimes you know things are out of your control so you know some things you're going to have to fix in, in that's place. right yeah um but i think um a lot of photographers get too hung up now that they have to do and look it kind of um always amuses me everyone who sells presets like yes. presets yes um that um I don't use presets. Yeah. Um, I my workflow is is I I've got Lightroom, but I just don't like it. I actually use um, Elements. Yeah, is, right. Yeah, yeah. Cut-down version. I've got I've got a full version of Photoshop as well. Yeah. But I tend to use Elements because I used to use Elements. Yeah, yeah. What I do is, I mean, I tend to shoot a little bit a little bit um, underexposed. Yes. Um, and because um, you know, as you know, highlights. If it's blown out, it's blown out. It's gone. It's yeah. gone, Ski. Gone. Modern, modern digital cameras are so good that you can pull so much out of the shadow. I'm always amazed what com- you can pull out of the shadows. But you can't pull back the highlights. You can't yeah. pull back the highlights. I agree. I, I often shoot just a touch under. Yeah. Um, and I, I admit to using presets only because I'm so... And there's f- nothing wrong with presets. Yeah. Oh, no, there's nothing. <laughs> because I'm so fond of emulating the old film that yeah. I shot on. And presets make a lot of sense if you're doing a lot of images. Absolutely, yes. You know, to make, because we talked about, you know, it's a workflow and, and yes. it costs you money. So, yes. Um, but I think for the average photographer, then sometimes that they're probably better off just to kind of experiment and find their own. I own agree, style. absolutely agree. Every preset that I use does get a minor tweak. Yeah. And it will depend on what the lighting conditions were on the day. Sometimes they might need more shadow pulled back they might need more highlights put in is it everything will get changed and every image gets a little bit of attention yeah some more than others some could i could spend up to an hour on an image but other ones it may not be as long how many would you shoot on an average wedding? how many images would you actually be working uh, with? at the moment i'm looking at around about my eight hour weddings is anywhere between 1500 and 2000 yeah that's quite excessive yeah sometimes it's been quite low and it's really all dependent on what happens on the day um I've learnt to 
photograph what I need, not what I don't need. Yeah. Um, and when, when you do get them back on the computer, have you become fairly ruthless and quickly culling the image that you're not going to... I have lately, yeah. I'd have to say in the last 12 months I've become a lot more ruthless than I used to be. Um, yeah, and I, sh- I don't shoot as much as I used to. One thing I have been doing this year that a lot more than I have in the past is photographing for other photographers, second second shooting. Yep. And so when I do that, I'll change my process depending on what they their needs are. So I've worked with photographers who just want me to shoot lots of content, so then I'll just shoot a lot of content and others that are just quite happy for me to, and then to run how I used to. And filler shots to fill Absolutely, up. Yeah. 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 So it just depends how they're going to use the images yeah. on the day. Yeah. yeah. And look, it's interesting because everyone has their own style. So being a second, you know, when yeah. you're in a situation as a second shooter, um, obviously um, you're going to see the day differently to the lead photographer because you've That's been, right. you've and that been can, there. Is that, is that a challenge? It is. You? It's a real challenge. You it, have to bite your tongue all the time? Um, <laughs> No, I, I kind of find it really interesting, really interesting in, in quite an observation way. It's, it's nice to see how other people work. Um, but I do, like as you say, it's quite challenging to shoot how someone else would and yeah. see something through their eyes, which I think is, is, I'd almost say it's near impossible to understand a scenario from someone else's point of view unless you know that person quite well. Um, so, yeah, that that. That's been really challenging. There is, there's a couple of photographers that I work with that that I just love working with, um, and I feel like I see things in a similar light, so it's it's worked quite well. Yeah. Does does sometimes when you're in that situation um, and you see those other photographers, does yeah. it does it kind of validate that things you're doing are right? So absolutely, you... absolutely. I remember the first time I second shot, I I realised that I was doing so many things right and. Um, that I was on the right track and yeah yeah and I, I have to admit the first time I second shot was probably only oh probably six or seven years ago so I'd been photographing by myself for, for quite some time before I second shot for someone yeah and I think look we, as photographers we all we all um question ourselves absolutely yeah <laughs> constantly <laughs> so it's good sometimes and look I've been in that experience too where I've actually been in a situation where I've then thought seen someone else and I look at what I do and I go oh, now I, I know I've got it right yeah it's like oh yeah and I'm okay I do all right this yeah is all right. this is a good yeah. way of doing it and I think that's like said, and again that's a challenge and that's something that you have to learn it's a journey like photography is that journey where you you know you pick up the camera and um you 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 have to find your way then you yeah. eventually you find your style and you've you've I've looked at a lot of your work and and one of the things I like about your work is that you've found your own style. It's very evident there in your work. You can mm. see that. I like that you use um, use high key mm-hmm. and you use it in, in beautifully because people do use high key and it gets overused, but you use it in, in whether it's appropriate for the, for the yeah. thing. And that's the thing. That's obviously the, how you become a photographer. You know when to use, shoot at low key, shoot at high key, how are you going to shoot this, um, shoot yeah. at low angle high angle what you know um looking at that so yeah and that's definitely indicative of your style when you shoot in a particular light fashion and um i've i've found it really difficult to shoot in low light although recently i've, I've tried it just for a bit of a challenge and i've enjoyed it i've enjoyed doing some things just a little bit differently but i've always really been drawn to just the punchier images that are a little bit more vibrant and a little bit more um more contrast through skin tones and look, as yeah, street photography, we love low light, moody. Oh yeah, amazing. <laughs> dramatic, yeah, dramatic, absolutely. Dramatic, but it doesn't always work in a, in a wedding situation because no. and high key does emulate a, a um a feeling of euphoria and happiness. Yeah, and, absolutely. And it does, and it comes out in the photos. And I yeah. think that's um, so I think that's the yeah. You know, a lot of photographers you should really go out there and try a lot of different things because that's yeah. what you do and find out what works. And then work out, and be like, photographers have kind of got, you know, we've got this toolbox, and they've got all these things in the toolbox. You're just going to know which tool to reach for and when to use it. And that's where I think some of the, the people who are just getting into photography struggle with that. Yeah. You know, when to shoot this particular way. I mean, um, we're all probably, I don't know if you're guilty, but I'm definitely guilty of, you know, when HDR came along. Oh, me, definitely. <laughs> God, I thought it was the best thing in the world. <laughs> and, you know, it was kind of, it was shooting HDR and, and, um, 
and uh, you look back at those images now and you just cringe. Oh, yeah, yeah. If, if I go back and some of my old portfolio work, I'm just like, oh, what was I thinking? Yeah, but this absolutely. Is, and you, and you, touched on, you touched on that you shot some glamour stuff and it's interesting yeah. because how different um, areas of photography have virtually disappeared. Yeah. And, and glamour photography is, is an, a kind of a thing that was a really big thing. Yeah, for such and a long time. And there was lots of studios shooting glamour, and now it's kind of like... It's it's a lost art. And, yeah, it's so interesting because I try so hard not to draw back on on those styles, but it's quite evident that it does. It pops its, it pops its head up every now and then. And it works. It works in the right the right place it's got its time and place yes it does but yeah glamour photography was was an interesting way to start my career absolutely and i think i think there's a lot of photographers got into that because it was it was like anything look it's 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 um at the end of the day too as a photographer you've got to pay your bills yeah and and so where work comes along you have to take the work because obviously you you know you've got to you've got to um feed yourself and that type of stuff yeah um so um, how important do you think your equipment is and to what you do and I mean how much I mean would you like to get more gear or do you think you've got enough gear for what you do or I think at the moment I've got ample gear I would like to make a few changes potentially but um also upgrades would be amazing such an expensive thing to upgrade it's it's you know you're looking at a house deposit to just get a basic kit together yeah um but at the moment I feel that my kit's quite adequate I know my gear I know when to use it what to use um, the conditions. Yeah, and you got some primes in there. Prime I do, version. yeah. So I've got a thirty-five mil prime and a fifty mil prime. The fifty mil I haven't used too much, but I'm starting to use it quite a fair bit. I'm really enjoying using that. Um, and I also have a twelve to twenty-four um, Sigma Art series lens, which yep. is quite lovely. Uh, Seventy to two hundred, which is, I have to say, that's probably even though it's my heaviest. It would have to be my favourite lens. Yeah, yeah. And that's a two point eight, is it? Yeah, it is. It's a two point eight. It's, yeah. it's lovely. And look, look, that that combination, that seventy to two hundred fast two point eight lenses, they are beautiful lenses. Yeah. Doesn't matter what you're shooting on, what what um, platform. Absolutely. They are. You know, it's one of my favourite lenses as yeah. well, and it is heavy. <laughs> so heavy. So much. So glass, heavy. <laughs> and so heavy. And yeah. these are things that you got to consider because you're yeah. you're doing this. Um, on a thing so how yeah. do you carry your camera like what do you use slingshot yeah so i've got a hold fast yep. um that i use and i've been using that probably for the last i reckon maybe five years and i found since using it my back doesn't hurt nearly as much yep. um you do have to be quite fit which is one thing i need to improve um <laughs> but yeah it, it's very heavy gear you could be kitted up with probably potentially 15 kilos worth of gear if you you've got your speed lights and everything clocked on as well with your lenses um yeah it's a challenge yeah. it's a painful challenge sometimes i think so and look find, but finding that um finding that combination of how to, to move your gear around how to work with your gear and be comfortable with it yes that is a really once you get to that point it's really good because it, yeah. it's one less thing you have to worry about that's right you see photographers sometimes struggling and um quite yeah. often you can just see that they're not comfortable with the gear that's right uh, yeah and I find that that's the newer photographers that are potentially putting themselves in situations that they're, they're not familiar with and they maybe don't have the experience to shoot in. So, yeah, I, I've seen that happen a few times. Yeah, and like times. you said, you're on, and you are on your feet like for, for a large part of the day. So, so long. You, 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 know, you can't, <laughs> not, not too many weddings where you can actually sit down and photograph the wedding. They just, come on, yeah. I'll take the next shot. Yeah. It's funny, and you are, like you said, you're moving all the time as well. We are, we are. We, you don't we, have a Fitbit to see how many steps you've Yeah, I've, I've used, I use my Fitbit like when I'm at weddings. Yeah. Some weddings I've clocked up probably close to 10Ks on my feet. Yeah, yeah. I can um, believe that. Totally yeah. believe it. Yeah, you don't get, get a chance to take water, go yeah. to the toilet. There's so many things that your body is just wrecked the next day. You're wrecked. You actually feel like you've been hit by a truck. <laughs> yeah. So what, what what's, um, to this point in time, what's been your, your uh, I suppose your favourite photographic experience, whether it be a paid gig or whether it's something you've done personally, has there been a standout kind of photography moment where you've been involved doing something or taking a picture and it's really been a standout moment for you? Or? Oh, that's a tough one. Or, or, or do you find that you... Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, years and years and years ago, I used to... I used, I used to take my camera everywhere with me years ago um, and I would often go to Melbourne and photograph and I would I 
had a great friend that I would go with when I went to Melbourne and we went several times together and I would just photograph him walking around in the city and they would have to be my standouts. I really enjoyed it. It was very, very street style, very just... Unposed? Or unposed, yeah. Yeah, 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 very natural. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it and, and a lot of those pictures kind of sit in my memory. So with your, I mean, you've got your professional photography hat that you wear and you go yeah. and do your weddings. How much do you stuff photography do you do for you? How much stuff do you shoot? I don't do as much as I used to, which yeah. is really... Do you find, do you find um, that kind of sad that you're not shooting? Abs- uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I often talk about that with a really good friend of mine about how we don't photograph for ourselves anymore and yeah. that's quite sad. Yeah. And I, I think our work has changed because we don't. Yeah. Um, there needs to be more soul in our images and that's that's how we get that back and we, yep. we often talk about doing things for ourselves, yeah. yeah. And, and it's interesting because I've, I've spoken to a lot of um, professionals at the top of their tree, they're really mega successful and one of the things that they all talk about is personal projects. Yeah. They all have a personal project. They all have it and, yeah, the personal project changes but they're, they're always working on a personal project to keep that fire burning yeah because that's really trying to keep that creative fire burning um like i said i've I've spoken to a lot of um photographers they have a personal project Mm. and i think it's a good it's a good lesson to be learned that you do need to do some stuff for yourself and sometimes um what gets in the way of doing a personal project is if you set a personal project time yeah. So some of them have said to me, okay, what I'll do is I'll give myself 12 months. Yeah, that's a really good point. So they'll actually yeah. give it very wide. So don't, don't make it, you know, move the goalposts right apart and, and that you're doing so well. You'll get, oh, I'll get the shot. And, and the other thing is um, um, don't discount your phone. Like a lot oh, of them yes. use your phone. Yeah. And especially when you see something interesting. I mean, I use, I shoot with, you know, with a, a you know, Canon full-frame camera. Um, most of the time mm. but I also shoot my iPhone I shoot a lot on my iPhone mm. and on my Instagram feed I won't tell you which is which is iPhone shots and which are, so people just assume they're taking yeah. off Canon but they're not yeah. all and, but the thing about you know, having that camera in your pocket is you'll see something interesting you'll see an interesting shadow or so you'll see interesting light yeah. that uses a phone to just take a picture that's right and and you've got that there and it's kind of just goes in the memory bank yeah um, i think the last time i did that was i went to i traveled to new zealand probably about three years ago and i went by myself and i booked two shoots two style shoots while i was there so put together a small collaborative team on um in two different locations but the rest of my photographs were taken on my iphone and i love them they're amazing and yeah. used just apps to edit them. Yep. And yeah, so yeah, I. So I think the the like the camera phones for photographers are a good tool. Yes. They keep your hand in. Um, if you're out and you're doing, um, like I said, trying to do a personal project, you mightn't have your your camera gear with you, but you're yeah. going to have your phone. And so, so it can just evolve around shooting something with your iPhone That's and, so and putting together, you know, like a series where it be a something that's themed or, or whatever. But, I mean, I think that's really important mm-hmm. to keep um, try and keep it as fresh as possible. With your current work at the moment, mm-hmm. um, you've, you've done that now professionally for, like, how long? Eight years, was it? Yeah, so I've had my own business in Brisbane now for 10 years. I did yeah. take a little bit of time off in the middle, but, yeah, yeah about yeah. eight years. And what, years. Um, I don't dive in too much, but yeah. was it just that, um, was it through necessity that you had to kind of wind your photography down? Or? Uh, so for the majority of the time, I've actually had part-time jobs off the side, um, just because I found it quite difficult to generate a full-time income. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, honestly, the only thing that was holding me back was myself. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I took time off because I felt I needed a bit of a, bit of a break from it. Yeah. Things got a little bit too much for a period of time. Um, I took some criticism quite personally yep. um, and it caused me to really not have joy when I was taking my photographs. So I and, did. and that's I really sad when, when photographers yeah. lose, that, lose that joy of the reason you're taking the photos and and I think look at this and, and self-doubt, like self-doubt is Absolutely. such a huge problem for photographers yeah. um, because um, and, and so many good photographers, I know so many people out there who aren't getting their full potential because... Yep. Because of self-doubt. Yeah. Um, and, they... and I really had to coach myself through that process to, to understand um, that those criticisms weren't personal. It was just 
sometimes people just need to be upset about something and they'll they'll choose you'll their be, wedding you'll, photographer. You'll, or you'll their, be in the firing line. Absolutely, and, and, absolutely. And that's the first thing that, that I learned when I was doing glamour photography as well. Sometimes it's not the pictures that they're unhappy with, they're unhappy with themselves. Yeah. So that um, – and there was a few other things happening on the side that really made me want to take a break. I'd had some – some business progressions that didn't go as well as I wanted them to, some collaborations that, that really didn't work out how I'd imagined them. So, yeah, it was time to take time off and rebuild my confidence and lick my wounds. And I'm glad I did that because it's really taught me to to disregard that noise and it's been a really positive learning thing for me. Yeah. yeah. And you, you've touched on something about, about business and one of the interesting things I find you know, about photographers is that, that if you are a photographer and you are getting paid for it you're in yes. business yeah so the number one thing you are you're a business person that's right and you're a photographer second yes and i see a lot of photographers actually work on the premise i'm a photographer first no. and the business yeah. second and it doesn't work like that i know it, yeah. it's, the, it's kind of the boring part because um and it's like it's like getting payment it's like talking talking money to people it's, mm. it's 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 a hard subject sometimes i used to feel so uncomfortable about that but at the end of the day you've got bills to pay yeah you've you've got to get by and if you don't get paid to do it you might as well go get a job somewhere else yeah and i think that's something a lesson you have to learn about yeah. how you set your pricing how you pro, you know value, you've got to your, value time. your time yeah, yeah. And you've got to value yeah. every minute of your time value your skill too. value the 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 education process that you've gone through, value the education process that you're still going through. We always need to be learning something new. Um, things evolve. Social media is a really good example of how things have evolved and we need to stay current in our in our chosen medium. So, yeah, yeah it's really important to stay up to date. Yeah, you know, trying to be on point with style today is very much... Very like, difficult, yeah. Very difficult because it, it's changing so quickly and, yeah. and, and what I suppose photographers who shot weddings 30 years ago... What they didn't have to compete with was that pretty much most weddings 30 years ago were all the same. Yeah. It was a bit like McDonald's, you know, you just churn out yeah. Big Macs. Absolutely. Big Macs, Big Macs, Big Macs. Now it's kind of like it's Big Mac with, you know, this and something else and then something else. Two and lots then, of special sauce. And, and then, then yeah. this and then it's on, on a gluten-free bun and it's yeah. and something else and it just changes all the time. And that's a time. really good point. There's so much more that we have to compete with as wedding photographers and that we have to capture as well. So. Sometimes it feels like the bride and groom are not our only clients on the day. There's stylists that want photographs. There's churches that want photographs. Yeah. There's so many other contributing factors that, that really affect what we take photographs of. And sometimes it dilutes what we're really there for. I can find that that's a little bit tough to deal with sometimes. Yeah, that's right, because it, you, the misdirection. Because you, Absolutely. Your, your, your focus is on, on capturing this yeah. in a particular way. and. But I think the thing is, what's what I kind of you see this through um, wedding uh, photographs of late is that mm. a lot more of the couple's personality is now coming into play as well. That yeah. they want to be, um, you know, have that shine in there. Yes. It's a big part of their lives. Yeah, and that 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 can be shown by getting to know the couple really really well as well, because sometimes their styling may not be indicative of who they really are or. The chosen outfits might not really reflect yeah. their personalities. So, it, yeah, once again, it's and really important. Do you find sometimes that might have you ever had the situation where it's quite challenging because of the diversity of the of the client being yeah. very much different to? Absolutely, what? it's it's kind of that juxta juxtaposed. So, sorry, I can never say that word right. But it's it's sometimes it, it just doesn't quite mesh. So you've really got to see under their layers yes. to get what you're after. Yeah, can be challenging in that respect. Yeah. but really enjoyable to find out because I'm, I'm quite a curious person. Yeah. I ask lots of questions. I talk to people a lot. So I'll be talking while I'm taking pictures, which can be quite distracting to people. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's, that, but that's what photographers are. Photographers are naturally curious people. Yeah. That's why you take photos because you want to discover the world. You want to see things. You want to capture those things. Yeah. And, and talking about um, talking to, well, you're taking photos and talking to clients, um, a lot of the very successful photographers, they say they spend a lot of time actually talking to the client before they take too many photos to try and understand the, a bit about the client so yeah. you can then try and weave those elements into your photos and, yeah. and pick up on that. Have you been good at being able to kind of read your clients? Yeah. yeah, and I, I, I have to say that that's the first thing that I learned when I was, was doing glamour photography. We were always 
encouraged to go and talk to our clients while they were getting their hair and makeup done, really get to know them, study their faces, yeah. find out you know what made them feel comfortable or uncomfortable so that we could work with that. We had such a finite amount of time with them when we had them in the studio and we, we only had 15 shots of film to get it right, so we had to know what we were doing, and we had to really understand who they were and what they bit, wanted bit out of the shoot. Yeah, thing, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And there was there used to be an old notion, not in glamour photography, but in in the film days, where your first roll of film wasn't even in the camera. You would take photographs to get to know someone, but there would be no film in the camera to make them feel comfortable. Yeah, and then you'd put your film in, you know, so you'd shoot off thirty six shots or whatever, but there yeah, was no you, film. You weren't exposing anything. Absolutely. Yeah. There was nothing because you were there. just conditioning the client. Absolutely. Getting used to what you were doing, where you were moving, what you wanted them to do, so you weren't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because, yeah. you know, pointing a camera at someone is intimidating. Oh, so intimidating. <laughs> I hate it. You yeah. know, I, I hate being on the other side. It's Isn't really... that like but you're a yeah. photographer. <laughs> yeah, it's quite confronting <laughs> because it's, I, I don't even know how to explain it. it and I, I, that's the first thing I say to people, look, I understand how uncomfortable this might make you, you know, but my aim is to make you enjoy this. And I think look, that that is one of the challenges, and that that um, there's a lot of things in life that are kind of like that, where you know, um, you know, photographers will take photos, so we want people to be natural in front of cameras, but yes. we might be natural in front of cameras, so we prefer to be behind the camera. Yeah, and that's that. I have to say that social media has really influenced the way people interact with cameras, very much. So yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> there's so much that social media has to to so, answer. So for. we've talked a bit about. Obviously, what you do as a photographer, mm-hmm. and um, and and that's been really interesting as far as you know um, some of the experience and that. Mm. But I do know because of conversations we've had is is that um, you kind of like the idea of the the van life. Yeah, I, mean, I, I wanted to bring that in because I think that it kind of fits the whole creative thing. So much so, yeah. Having that very, freedom, absolutely, and and living on on very little. Well, that's live. kind, of, but that, isn't that the kind of that? That's how all artists are. <laughs> we are, yeah, yeah. We we we, we survive on on <laughs> not <crumbs>. much. Yeah, <laughs> I think the the idea of being able to travel in a van or in any kind of kind of minimal lifestyle is just really really attractive. You know, it's it's having less to live with more. We see a lot of the, we see a lot of the um, iconic Instagram posts of you know. Um, the shot taken out of the out of the tent. So you know, your feet, the, your feet, <laughs> the and there's a beautiful there's a beautiful sunrise in the ocean. Yes. or there's beautiful mountains. Yeah, and imagine waking up to that every and, day. And the idea be... that that you can obviously create yourself a new scene every day oh. by just moving your accommodation to a new location. The idea of it is just amazing, and it's becoming quite trendy now as well, which which is encouraging because it makes it more accessible for people to do. It's kind of funny because it's, it is one of those um, lifestyles that would really suit a photographer. Yes, yes. You know, they kind of go hand in hand, yes. that, that type of thing, because um, photography is largely too about location. Yeah, You know, yeah. and especially travel photography, obviously, I mean, it, it's easy, it is all about the location and trying to capture those, you know, um, yeah. iconic things that people want to see and, 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 yeah. and experience and that type of thing. Yeah, so, and there is several wedding photographers that have, that have taken that journey and that that lifestyle on board for a, a small period of time um yeah and that's that's been really i, I just can't think there's a, there's a photographer and i just can't think of a name no edwina robinson it she could be. did she it for a caravan? while yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Travel around australia yeah she's done some amazing things for the industry she's she's been incredible yeah yeah and, yeah. and that's yeah and that's great when you see someone get out has, has a dream Yes. Gets out there and can actually make it work because that's the hard thing. You can have dreams that strong make them actually work. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's the difficult thing. And I think what was really lovely about watching her journey was she also took the time to talk about not necessarily the negative things but the, the really hard things that that made that journey what it was for her um, and that was really nice to see as well. So, yeah, it was yeah. good to see both sides. So maybe maybe if I get you back in a few years you'll be – <laughs> you pull up in your high ace van. <laughs> yeah, and I'd likely have another photographer with me. I've got another friend that Deb Boots, and we often talk about about leaving our lives doing, behind. Doing, road trip. doing yeah, yeah, road trips. It just yeah, the idea is just amazing. Yeah, I think because in, and look, and these days you can still run a business because of the internet. Yes, you know if you've yeah. got a, if you've got a device that connect to the internet. Oh, so much so you can be anywhere. Absolutely, 
Absolutely. So is... we're, we're, we're creating this, I suppose, this um, this society that can actually be transient mm-hmm. and, and move around and still actually be connected yeah. to the world even though you're not glued down in one yeah. spot. Yeah, and I'm really keen to, to create an adaptable kit that can go with me everywhere. So it's about having the technology that does work like that. So, yeah, that's definitely... And Something I think that the, I'm keen the, to pursue. Well, there is there is all that stuff there. I mean, I I do a lot of my stuff off my iPad Pro. Yes. And I'll can just download images straight onto it. Yeah. I can I can work on that and and turn them around and do whatever. Insane. And you can share them, do whatever yes. you need to do. Um, yes. Um, and it's a great tool to be able to show client stuff as well. You can say, yes. "Hey, look at this," um, type of thing as well. So yeah. So the I- technology is there and. Like I said, it's just um, it is an exciting time, and we we touched on about you know mirrorless cameras, and I mm. think there's more there's more there's more technology coming, mm-hmm. which um, I think is going to whether it's going to be good or bad for the industry because we know now that um, you know the entry level DSLRs are so cheap mm. that, that a lot of people have gone out and bought them and then decide that they're going to take photos and for a living and and that type of thing that. Probably made the industry, you know, yeah, challenge the industry as yeah, well. Yeah, wedding because... photographers really feel that every time of year when, you know, we've got we've got all the students that graduate from TAFE. It's, it's around this time of year that we really feel the crux of our inquiries die down a little bit. Yeah, um, and you think that because they're they're going out there to try and get the experience, so they're actually really um, undercutting undercutting dramatically to try and obviously build their portfolios. Um, Sadly, is... that sets a precedent, so if it. it encourages the buyer to think that that's the norm which we really struggled with and it's interesting the mobile phone industry went through a um a process many many years ago and i don't remember where it was very common the free mobile phone or the phone for a dollar yes and it was built you know the, you paid for the phone it was in the plan but the plans were much more expensive yes, than they were yeah. today but i had a mate of mine who's in that industry and and i remember him telling me this story and, it, and it's so true about how you know, industry can undervalue them. Mm. And he had this lady came in and she had this phone and she'd only had it a week and it wasn't working and she said, I need a new phone. And he goes, oh, what's wrong with this one? Oh, it doesn't work anymore. And he said to her, oh, and he could see the screen like there's been water under it. And he said, oh, it looks like it's been in water. And he goes, she goes, oh, yeah, yeah. And she goes, oh, well, how'd that happen? Oh, well, my, my three-year-old was in the bath and was playing and wanted the phone, so I gave him the phone to play with and he dropped it in the bath. But it was a free phone, so I just wanted another free phone. Oh. And she stood there, and she and he's looking at her going, but it's not a free phone. She goes, yes, it is. It was. I got it on a plan. It was a free phone. Yeah. So just give me another free phone. And that industry then, after they started to realise what they'd actually done is, they'd created this situation where people were thinking, these, these items are free. Yeah. And now you don't see that because they've had, they had to turn it around because there was just nowhere to go. Um with that model, you can't do that. So, yeah, and, and this I just is, hope that the industry changes. And yeah, hope there's yeah. something. There's, a, there's something that happens that that causes people to start valuing photos because um, if it doesn't, I mean, it's kind of going to be harder and harder for people to make a living in the industry unless Absolutely. something does happen. And I think it's just valuing services in general because it's it's becoming easier and easier for businesses and big businesses as well to accept things for free because yeah. people want they want the exposure so bad yeah or they want they want to learn so bad that they're going they, they offer their services and i think for free. it comes back to what we touched on before about being a business person absolutely and understanding that your time is worth something and, yeah and you know if some restaurant says oh look i need some photos for our website um you know you you know it'd be good for your portfolio to have yeah. good pictures and 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 the photographers get sucked into that really easy. Yes. <clears throat> and I think that's the challenge to be able to say, well, yeah, okay, but what's in it for me? That's great. I can produce yeah. something good for you, but also I equally need to get something out of this. And I think it's it's really hard to twist your thinking around and not be fearful of missing out by saying no, and understanding your value in that respect. And if you say no, that's okay. You haven't lost out on an opportunity. No, that's right. There's going to be something else going to come along. But I think it's very, when you're starting out, it's, it, it, it's very a hard, hard. hard lesson to very learn because hard. you think that every every potential sale or, or chance to photograph something Absolutely. is going to lead on to something Absolutely. bigger, bigger yeah. and better. So you don't want to miss out. 
Yeah. But the reality is that's not usually the case. No, and in my experience it hasn't been. If, you, if you're doing work for free, you've got to do it for the right reasons for free. Yeah. Um, if it's for the exposure, yeah. you're not and always going to get work I know work photographers that do some work with rescue animals. And they'll go and donate their time to show. Oh yeah, that's an amazing. And that that's a beautiful a beautiful um, time to do that. Yeah. Um, But there's times you've got to, as a business person, you've got to know when to and when not to. Yeah. And and that comes with experience. It comes with understanding the business you're actually in. Absolutely. And and I often work on creative collaborations where I work with other wedding vendors, and we do it with the intention of getting fresh content on our website or, you know, we're creating something that we wish we we could see in a wedding. But it's it's really challenging not to get quite frustrated with that process as well. Well, I just recently saw an Instagram story that you put up. Beautiful um, series of images. Yeah. And that was obviously a collaboration. That's right, yeah. So, that yeah, that, that collaboration was um, organised by an amazing jewellery lady here in Brisbane, Brie from... Little White Couture, and um, it was a huge, huge shoot. So the shoot went on that day for, I think we were there for about, I should say, six to eight hours, and then there was all the editing afterwards. So it's it's a huge amount of your time, and as you're saying, it takes time away from your business. It takes time away from from being able to generate income, and not only for the photographer but for everybody else that's contributed to it. So it's... It's got to be for the right reasons, and we were really happy with how those images turned out. So, I think it's been it's been quite good. But and the, yeah, and sometimes these things are hard to measure the the success of it. Yeah, but I think what yeah. it, what, it's, what it's painted with those images is they're they're very classy. They're, they're Thank you. beautiful images. Thank you. And I think um, you know that's the right message to portray to people. That's right. Yeah, you know, it, so. I think the value for that was to create the images. It wasn't necessarily to get follow on work because that that sadly hasn't happened yeah. you know i've not received inquiries saying i've seen that shoot i loved it i'm hoping hopefully in the next it's like know, it's, maybe it's, it's, a bit like, it's a bit like when people win photography um awards and things and and um, yeah it's validation isn't it it's validation yeah. but a lot of people said it's never flowed on the mean work that's right yeah. and um um you know and there's you know there's professional associations that photographers um uh, belong to and I know that some of them question the value of being mm. because the public doesn't see the same connection or value yeah. in using someone who's an accredited photographer. Yes. Um, it's kind of, um, yeah, it, 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 it is a hard business. Yeah, yeah. And I, I enjoy those star shoots for the fact that I get the content that I wouldn't normally get from a wedding and, and yeah. I, and, and I think having the having the benefit of something someone doing the art direction and Oh, it's been so good. Yeah, when someone else is doing it, it's amazing. <laughs> well, it's, it's great. It's, you can concentrate being the photographer. Absolutely. So yeah. you can know, okay, I'm presented with this and now I've got to capture this yes. and, and show this in its best possible yes. light. Yeah, and, and, and that's all you've got to worry about. You haven't got to worry about the, the placement of, of where the petals are on the flowers or you know, yeah, <laughs> and I've directed a few shoots and photographed them, and that's been huge, huge, yeah. huge. And it's huge kind of like you know, as a photographer, um, you do wear a few hats. Yeah, absolutely. You and become a stylist. You become, yeah, the wardrobe person. You become everything. everything else. Yeah. And sometimes it's nice to be able to stand back and have other people so doing nice. that. And I think so nice. I love <laughs> it when there's actually an actual stylist on the shoot that's fixing the clothes and all sorts of stuff. So fashion shoots are just. Oh, they're a dream when it's when it's a full team. It's yeah. amazing. So, so if you weren't taking photos, yeah, um, what do you think you'd be doing? Oh, I'd be in. Oh goodness, I'd probably be working in an office somewhere, making a mess of, <laughs> of everything. I tell you what, I would be really unhappy compared to to how I am now. Yeah, I'd know that without a doubt. I'd be so incredibly unhappy. So yeah, I I know that I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, and I think yeah. you've got to find you've got to, everyone has to find that spot where yeah. they fit in um, and find the things that actually make yeah. you happy. And that that that's you've just you've hit it on the head. When I'm holding my camera equipment, I feel like I fit somewhere. Yeah, I feel like I belong, and it's it's really part of my identity at the end of the day. And it's really important to do something that you identify with. And, yeah, I think yeah. that. And, I said, and like I said, unfortunately, people go through life sometimes and they don't ever find that spot. That's right. Which is sad. So some people do find it um, and um, at an early age and, and, yeah. and, and they can run with it and have yeah. a good long career. And other people yeah. 
constantly search for that for that yeah. thing that they where 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 am I meant to fit into the world? Yeah, yeah. And I have to say my success has not been financial with my photographic career. I think the success has been just that I've continued to do it. And yeah. that to me is, is and, and obviously you you've along the way you've got some Lovely feedback from clients. Beautiful oh, feedback, yeah. yeah. I have some really lovely and that, and that obviously that's 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 another you know, validation of you've done done something well. Yeah, um, yeah. And the feeling that that's a, a really great feeling. And yeah. It, and no one can, no amount of money can. No, <laughs> no. And I feel really proud of the work that I've created as well. When I when I think back to where I started, I feel incredibly proud. And I think that's been a real learning curve for me to be able to feel comfortable with that proudness and and not think that it's arrogance as well which has yeah. been really lovely and my dad's bloody proud well as well he's just <laughs> he's over the moon <laughs> well that's good i mean you know um unfortunately yeah, sometimes families do validate people for the wrong reasons and you, mm. you see people go on things like you know um the voice and and um they probably shouldn't be trying to sing but um it's great with when the family see that and, and yeah do that. And i think um it's it's one of those um you know, again, it's it's a hard gig, and um, look, I really appreciate you coming in and, and chatting. And this is our first podcast. Yeah, thanks for having and, me. It's been fun. I might just <laughs> there is a backstory because yeah. there's always every photo there's a backstory. Yes, there's a backstory that if we cast your mind back to about three years ago, we were sitting in a little coffee shop. Yeah, <laughs> at, at Waver Heights called Shutter and Brew, and we we had a thing called Photo Cafe where we'd invite about twenty people along. Enjoy some coffee and cake, and we talk all things photography. And yeah, and um, I'd been asked and asked and asked from people, when can we get a wedding photographer? And um, so I put you know my feelers out. Anyway, your name came up and contacted you, and you said yeah, yeah. And you know, and I think you know, you said oh, I'm not great standing at the front, yeah, like, talking <laughs> to people. So we said okay, this bullet. We've always had someone stand at the front and just be in control. I said okay, let's do something different. Let's sit down and let's have a conversation about photography. And it was one of the most that turned out to be one of the most popular evenings that we ran. That everyone just loved it. Has just so such nice great memories you. of it because yeah, you you know they got to talk to you and ask questions and and that type of stuff. So I thought. Um, that's always spurred me on to think, well, what we should do is we should actually sit down and do some podcasts and get some photographers in, sit down, chat to them, um, learn a little bit about what makes them tick. Um, and um, other people, I'm sure, hopefully will get some, see some value out of this. So, look, thank you very much oh, for, my pleasure. Thanks for, for, for coming me. along and I look, wishing you every success in moving forward. And I thank hope you. 2019 is a fantastic oh, year. Oh, it's going to be you. amazing, <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah. So, Thanks again, Terry, and um, we'll put all your details um, on the social media channels anyway where people can contact you so they can go in and have a look and I encourage people to to basically go and have a look at your work and and, um, like I said, there's some beautiful images there. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. It's been great. No worries. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Photo Mission Exposure. Be sure to tune in soon. Thank you.